welcome to Ask Me About K-Pop, the essential guide for recent converts and seasoned fans alike. My name is Shannon. And I'm Angelica. And welcome to another special group deep dive episode of the show. Special group edition. And today we are honoring the legends, the myth. Girls' generation. (laughs) The man, the myth, the legend. (laughs) The ladies, the myth, the legend. The legends, girls' generation. Um, And they are my... K-pop origin story, mm-hmm. if you're all caught up on the podcast uh, and listen to, like, the first one, it was a Girls' Generation video that, like, made me fall down the K-pop rabbit hole initially. Mm-hmm. So they've always been very special to me. But a thing that I realized is that I think in some subconscious part of my brain, I always thought that, like, Girls' Generation is not a group that you stand. It's a group that you that is up on a pedestal high <laughs> above you and you just, like, appreciate them from afar. Or maybe it was just that I, like, never wanted to get to know them as people because, to me, they were just, like, these K-pop angels. And I, mm. like, I wanted to keep them on a pedestal. Um, so I learned a lot about them this week because yeah. I just, for some reason, I kept them at, like, a weird, like, I've always listened to their music and, like, watched their videos and I, like, love and appreciate them mm-hmm. but I don't know anything about them and I still don't know like two of their names yeah I don't know that much about them I definitely wasn't like a big I wasn't a big fan especially because a lot of their earlier stuff is very cutesy and it's like not until they sort of start to grow up in their image that I become a fan of a lot of their songs um, but I also never really got that into them because I felt like they were not a group that you can be that you take lightly you know what I mean like if you were gonna choose to be a girls generation fan there's so much history not only are there a lot of members but there's also like so much history and legacy to like uphold Mm -hmm. and I just felt like I could I I was never in a place where I felt ready to commit to like learning everything I needed to learn in order to be a girls generation stan um so I never hopped on that train and I would say I'm still not on the train um I don't, like, know all of their names and faces, um, but I did learn a lot. And, like, they are, of course, icons and, right. like, legends that you need to know of yeah. if you're going to know anything about K-pop. Yes. So, um, this is a type of episode that I hope that we can – where our goal is to try to do it at least once a quarter. Yeah. Uh, do one of these, like – get to know a group episodes. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we started doing this with our shiny episode where that was very organic and like, this is our favorite thing. Let's spend three hours telling you about it. When it was like their 10th anniversary. Yes. It was a special. It was special. And then like the XO one was the same, but we tried to be a little more concise about it. Mm -hmm. And then the last thing we did was Tiara. And that was a group where we knew literally nothing. And we were just trying to figure out a mystery. Mm-hmm. So this so, is a little in between. So this is a little in between. So just to prepare yeah. you, like we normally do, we're going to like go through some basics up top, some members, mm-hmm. and then we're going to go through the timeline chronologically yeah. and listen to all the like singles. Major singles and just sort of overview their discography. Yes. And we're going to be just, so we're basically focusing on Girls' Generation, the K-pop group, and what that means to K-pop. Like, Mm -hmm. everybody's fun, personal scandals and stuff. Not in this episode. We'll get to it another day. We will do an episode that is specifically about scandals. Like, well, we've done some before, like, contract disputes. Girls' Generation didn't come up in that one. We do talk about Taeyeon a little bit in our Valentine's Day scandal episode from so long ago. Um, And eventually... 
we have like lots of potential scandal episodes. So yeah. we'll go more into detail about their personal lives then. This episode is going to focus more on their career and their accolades and yes. like the the legend and legacy of Girls Generation. Right. Yes, that's the that's the <laughs> So, let's get into it. Yeah. So, Girls Generation or Sonyo Shide. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Girls Generation is also abbreviated as SNSD um, because of their Korean name, which does translate into Generation of the Girls. Yes, but it's like in uh, old-timey Korean, so it's pretty similar in Chinese as well. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, Sonyo Shide. Yeah. So you can, you've also uh, might hear them referred to as Soshi. Mm -hmm. They have like a couple of names because yeah. it's a long one. Girls' Generation is from SM Entertainment, um, and there were originally nine members. Yes, they debuted with nine members. Nine. It became eight, and then, so uh, technically here in the present, there are officially eight members of Girls' Generation, but only five members are still signed to SM Entertainment. Mm -hmm. But yeah. they're not disbanded or anything like we'll that. We'll talk about that when we get there. When we the get timeline. there. Point is, nine. <clears throat> they debuted with nine. Nine. SM Entertainment. Their fandom name... Is Soon, which mm -hmm. is like, but stylized, it's S-O-N-E, and the O is a heart, Yeah, if you can help it. That's part of it. Yeah. Um, and that, the uh, Soon is Korean for wish, and one of their, we'll get to it, but one of their big singles involved a wish, so yeah. that's where that came from. Um, their fan color is listed as pastel pink, but oh. I always found it, it really seemed like it was hot pink in like any time they mm. ever did anything with it. Okay. Just they definitely started out being like very neon and like highlighter colored, so that wouldn't surprise me. Um, but I I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's just saying the official color is pastel <laughs> pink, but in like most music videos, light sticks, album packaging, it they use hot pink, hot pink. But whatever. Mm. Pastel pink. Hmm. Um, and then just some some numbers up top so we understand what kind of legendariness we're working with. Uh, Girls' Generation won 121 awards, was nominated for an additional 227 awards, and has 100 music show trophies. They are also known in Korea as both the nation's singers and also the nation's girl group. They're the first Korean celebrity to have stamps used and distributed by the Korean Post. Um, and they're also the first girl group with five music videos to have over 100 million views on YouTube. Yes. Um, so they're, you know, they're pioneers. And I think we talked about that. Ah, I meant to listen to it today, so I wouldn't repeat myself. But in the second generation episode, mm. uh, we touched on how important they are to yeah. that generation and as K-pop as a whole, mm -hmm. honestly. Yeah, girls' generation is large. And as we go through the timeline, like, we will illustrate this more as it, like, occurs in their chronology. Um, but they are largely attribute, like, they are a huge, huge factor in, like, the Hollywood wave, like gaining traction internationally. And they're also kind of widely acknowledged as like the peak girl group mm -hmm. of that generation for sure. Like yeah, they yeah. have, they broke and set a lot of records specifically for girl groups. Yes. Um, so let's get to know the members of Girls Generation. Mm -hmm. uh, our oldest member and our leader is Taeyeon. 
Um, she was born in 89 and she is also the main vocal of Girls Generation. Yes. Um, one of her like nicknames is the kid leader because uh, she looks very young and she also was like very hesitant to and didn't want to be the leader because mm. six out of nine of them were born in 89 and she's only the oldest by a month. So it was she like. She also was one of the last to join SM as a trainee. So there were a lot of other members that were like had, that had been training for longer than her. Um, which can, like in the case of EXO, can be the reason why someone's chosen as a leader. So I can understand why she would have been like, oh, just because I'm one month older than you. Like, I don't know about that. I could see why she would yes. be hesitant. Um, and if you're trying to, like, pick Taeyeon out of the lineup, she's very small, but her voice is very big. Yeah. Uh, I feel like that's a good way to, like, catch her. Sure. Um, and we talked about her a ton on this show because she's a very prolific solo artist. Yeah, she's and one of Shannon's favorite solo artists yes. for sure. Um, and she's also been a part of um, a subunit, which we talked about in our subunit episode called mm -hmm. uh, Tay So. Yes, she's around a lot. Yeah. Uh, next in age order was Jessica, also 89, main vocal, known for like crazy high notes and belting and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, Jessica is American. She was born in San Francisco. Uh, and her, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say a fun fact. Her sister is Crystal, who yes. is part of FX. So little K-pop dynasty there. Um, she was known as the ice queen, um, because like, no offense to Jessica. I'm sure she's as nice as all our fans say, but like, she looks like the mean girl in a movie. Mm, she just has like a, a harsh face. Yes. And she was like, very, always very like, you know, kind of cold and chic and serious or yeah. whatever. But she... Like, she truly, in every video, every time I've ever seen her, she looks like the girl who would play the most popular, meanest, pretty girl in, like, a teen something. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, that's what I say. That's yeah. Jessica. That's Jessica. Looks like the mean girl in Teacher. That's what's in my notes. Um, next is Sunny. Mm-hmm. Uh, also 89, lead vocal sub-rapper. Egg girl queen. Totally. Uh, to describe Sunny, she's short and she's stacked. Yeah. Uh, Wider face than some of the other girls. And she, she, I feel like, has sort of like... Um, uh, like a heart shape, like definitely a, a heart shaped face because she has like big cheeks and such a bright smile, mm -hmm. um, almost like a little bit cartoonish. Like I feel like saying that she looks like a troll doll is insulting, but do you kind of know what I, I sort I mean? of know what you mean? Yeah, like in that she cute just has like a eye. really like wide like yeah she just because she's an egg girl queen as well like her cutesiness is just like she can be very cutesy she can also be very sultry yeah she has like an easily cutesy face totally. Um, and then an interesting thing about Sunny that comes up a lot is that she is the niece of Lee Suman, who is like the creator uh, of, SM. of SM Entertainment. Um, she like was part of an SM subsidiator, subsidiary training camp, um, but was not accepted officially as an SM trainee until like a year before the group debuted. Yeah, she um, trained with SM from like 98 to 2003, and then she left to go be part of a different company and almost debuted in a pop duo with them, um, but it disbanded before they even debuted and she came back to SM. Yes, but for some reason, it's like an annoying thing that people have brought up her whole career, mm -hmm. like. Like, as a way to say that she doesn't deserve things yeah, or whatever. Nepotism yeah, nepotism or whatever. But but I disagree. She I has a very disagree. nice voice. Yes, and she's she's a star. And she's a great dancer. Um, okay, next in line is Tiffany. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, 89 as well, lead vocal rapper, because she would rap in English. Right. Because she's also American. Mm-hmm. Her and Jessica were apparently born at the same hospital, even. Crazy. Um, but her, like, we, I think we said this last week in the commercial episode, her, like, nickname is Fani. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's known for her eyes, like, she has very intense eye smiles, which if yeah. we, we haven't described that before, that's when you smile, your eyes turn into, like, little Two upside down shapes, like little crescent moons. Yes. So she has a very good eye smile. Um, she was always, like, made fun of for how she talked because she, like, apparently spoke Korean with a Valley Girl accent. Oh, okay. And all the other members, like, to imitate her speaking English. Like, yeah, come on! Like, after yeah. everything she says, it's very funny. Um, what else about Tiffany? Um, I don't know. She always... One of the several members who made a solo solo debut. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, that's what was the thing I was just going to say. Like, she goes by her artist name now is Tiffany Young. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what. Yeah. And lately on. she's been gaining a little bit of traction in her solo work because she kind of recently like moved back to L.A. Mm-hmm. And she does like she does a lot of BuzzFeed stuff. Um, she's sort of the like resident L.A. like K-pop expert. So she's she's in a lot of, of she's different around. like, you know, new media shit. Yes. Okay, next in line is Hyoyeon, mm-hmm. also 89. She's the main dancer, yes. main rapper. Um, I think now her soul, like her current name is DJ Hyo or just yeah. Hyo in capitals. Uh, sometimes she goes by DJ Hyo and sometimes it's just Hyo. Okay, yes. But she's a super good dancer. Um, when they first debuted, she was blondish. Uh, not in her initial debut, but like she usually has light hair more often yeah. than anybody else. She also does not have the face she debuted with anymore, but no judgments. Oh. Um, what else? Yeah, she's just like a really good dancer. Yeah, she's often featured like almost every iconic Girls' Generation song will have a dance break in which she is the featured member. So like if you're watching a Girls' Generation song and you're like, oh, gee, I wonder which one is Hyoyeon. Just wait for the dance break. She's the one in the middle. There you go. Um, okay, next is our last 89 liner. This is Yuri. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's the lead rapper and dancer. And her like fandom nickname is Black Pearl because she's tan and has a weird personality, I guess. <laughs> she is very tan. I, I noticed that in the Lionheart performance I was watching today because they were like wearing white. And when they do that crazy like wide stance <laughs> leg thing, like her legs she's are so brown. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she was the center of the dance lines a lot. And I, for some reason, have Yuri face blindness, like, just to her. Every single video I watched this weekend, every video I've ever watched, no matter how many times I see it, when she appears on the screen, I go, who is that? <laughs> every time. Like, first, she will not stick in my mind. I do not know why. Oh, man. She, like, I don't know why. But yeah. she just, like, will not stick. In a way that, like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's my own personal Yuri thing. It's weird because she is in the center a lot. But I just, like, fair face blindness to her for some reason. Fair enough. She's an actress these days. Uh, does a lot of acting. Okay, next. Uh, our first 90, first girl born in 90. This is Sue Young. She's my favorite. She's my favorite! <laughs> um... She actually, pre-debut, was in a Japanese duo called Route yep. Omega. Omega. Yeah. 
um, which is very interesting. But the thing they about, were only around for like a year. The thing about Soo Young that's always been crazy to me is like when I first was getting into K-pop and I was first like just devouring Girls Generation videos. I was like, that is the most beautiful woman I've ever mm-hmm. seen. Her She's like so tall and so gorgeous. And she always has perfect hair. And she looks like a supermodel to me. Mm-hmm. Like she's spectacular. And it was unbelievable for me to find out that she was considered like one of the ugly ones. And like, I don't understand. I don't it. Get she's it. utterly <laughs> stunning. When she has short hair, she looks so beautiful. Um, she looks beautiful all the time, but she has like big eyes and she has like more a tiny of like a little chin, like a sweet little. She heart has face. a heart shaped face for sure because she has wide cheekbones, but like such a bright smile. She's a loud laugh. Um, and, she's, and she's like a she, glamazon. She's so tall. Yeah, she's stunning to me. I love her. Yeah, but yeah, apparently she was like ugly and that's, never got lines. I don't understand. That's fucking bullshit. I don't understand. Um, but yes, that's Soo Young. Uh, next is Yuna. Mm-hmm. Uh, also born in ninety, she's the visual in the center. Um, we've talked. We talked about her last week because she was like a child commercial actress. Yes, we talked about her at the end of the year because she hosts everything. Yeah, she is. She had. Before joining SM or like before even joining SM as a trainee, she had already gone on over 200 auditions for music videos, commercials, acting like she's been she's her face is everywhere. She's like a very, very recognizable and trustworthy, like household name and face. Yeah. And she acts and she does like, yeah, Mm -hmm. she's just like a person that she hosts every. Yeah. Yeah, so that's Yuna. Like, mm-hmm. you've seen Yuna, even if you think you haven't. I bet you yeah. have. Um, Did you see pictures of Mino when he went to Paris uh, Fashion Week? Because he was there with Yuna. He's holding an umbrella for her. Yeah. Oh, those are really good pictures. I okay. Um, and then last is Soyeon. Um, She was born in 91, and she's the lead vocal and the Machne. Mm-hmm. Uh, her fandom name is, like, So Baby, because she's the baby. Uh, people also call her Koguma, uh, like, which means sweet potato. And when she was on We Got Married with Yonghwa from Sia and Blue, they were called the Goguma couple. Adorable. Yes. Um, yeah, she's the baby. She has, like, huge, like, very cute, huge cheeks and also, like, a good eye smile. And she's often, like, belting with Tiffany or Taeyeon or yeah. Jessica. Like they She would has also <laughs> released a solo album, which my is favorite, one, one of my, of my favorite favorites. K-pop solo albums ever. Yeah, definitely. She's great. Um, and she's the baby. Mm-hmm. So that's that's, that's the lineup. That's all nine. All right. So it's time to just get into the chronological musical history mm-hmm. of Girls' Generation. Yes. Uh, so August 5th, 2007 is their debut day. Mm-hmm. Uh, their debut album and single was called Into the New World. Or yeah. no. Excuse me. <laughs> People have been picking up. <laughs> For like saying lead single or title track and like being wrong about those things. So hold on. But this is, you are correct. Because I thought the first album was Girls' Generation. Oh no, I'm sorry. You're right. It is a self-titled album. Okay. So August 5th, 2007, they debuted with the single Into the New World. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me just play a clip of it. So, yes, they were, like, 
fresh, very fresh girls. Um, yeah, their their initial debut stuff was very cutesy. Um, that music video is goofy because like each one of them is, they all have like different careers or whatever. And like Taeyeon is an airplane mechanic, and like, yeah, but then Hyoyeon is just trying on dance shoes at yeah. a shoe store. There's and then some levels. of them are just graffiti <laughs> artists. Like it's it's all over the place. One of them's a barista. Yeah, but it's it like uh, it's just like a nice sweet song about like the future and like the youth of the future. Or yeah, it's it's very bubblegum, very like here we are, new generation. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I noticed I watched one of their debut stages today, and they are dancing so hard. Oh yeah, in their debut stage, they look like they're all gonna like dislocate their shoulders yeah. because it's like I don't know. Sometimes debut stages make me very nervous mm-hmm. because like. People are freaking out in them. <laughs> they debuted on Inkigayo and they're wearing like cutesy, like very, but also very like cheapy looking like skirts. And they're just all so skinny and tiny and they look very nervous. And like and some of them are showing like a significant amount of stomach uh-huh. in some of like because they have those like I had one. Those little like those crop terry top zip, zip hoodies. Yes. Yeah. With the smatching skirts or whatever. Yeah. So they, and they all have like natural hair, like brown hair colors and like. Except for Hyoyeon, she's blonde. Yeah. And some bangs and mm-hmm. they just like look like nice, sweet girls. Very young. They look very young. Um, but but the, they were like 17. Uh, I think most of them, yeah, most of them were 18. The baby was 16. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. The song like didn't. It it didn't do great, did it? It just kind of the was. The song itself didn't do that well. Um, it was fine. There, so this was the lead single off of their first self-titled album, um, which came out in November of 2007, and that became the 12th best-selling album of 2007, which is definitely like it's nothing to sneeze at, but it is definitely like one of the lower-ranking albums in their in their storied career. Their debut song didn't do that great. Um, The album it was off of was titled Girls' Generation, um, came out of November the same year, and it only made it to number 12 as far as, like, best-selling albums, which isn't great um, in comparison to the rest of their, of the rest of their discography. But um, they released two other singles off of that album, Girls' Generation, which is a remake of a 1989 song um, by a guy named Lee Song-chul, and then also... uh, a single named Kissing You. Do you want to hear either of those or should we just? <laughs> That's up to you. I honestly didn't really like either of them, but like if you want to, go ahead. I'll play Kissing You for a second because baby, there's a baby Donghae in the music video. Oh, that's who that is. I was wondering who it was. That video is so cute. It almost looks like a little commercial or something like a CF or something. It's like yeah. so over the top. They're just in like a white room that has a million precious like polka dot, like mm-hmm. precious pastel polka yeah. dots all over it. And they're in very like toy kitschy sets. Like in one of in one of them, they're like underneath large mushrooms. Yeah. Uh, and I like the music video better than the performances of this th- of kissing you that I watched uh, last night because they had to hold like prop giant lollipops and it oh, was like part no. of the choreo to like have a big giant lollipop. It's not cool. It's oh, yeah, not great. Um, 
So, and yeah, Girls' Generation was another song, and we talked about it once. I can't remember why, but in another episode, we talked about it because in the music video, they're wearing sweaters that have their names on them, like, so huge. That's literally the only thing I wrote down about that song was that they're wearing labeled labeled sweaters. And at one point, they're in, like, an all-girl band. They're, like, pretending to play the instruments for the song. Yeah. Um, So then in March... Of 2008, they did their first repack uh, that was called Baby Baby. Mm -hmm. Uh, The music video for this one was like backstage footage and fan signs of like, oh, we've done it. We've been a group like for a minute. Um, And I want to play a clip of this because I like this song. (laughs) Go for it. I don't know. It's just nice. Yeah, they're very cute. Um, Having fun as they film their music videos. uh, So also, but what also happened in 2008 uh, is the infamous Black Ocean moment at the Dream concert in 2008. If you would like to hear the full details of that, please visit the Scary Fans episode of this Mm -hmm. very podcast. And we talk about it for like 20 minutes. So go back. Yeah. Moving on. (laughs) Uh, 2009, in January... They put out G. Yes. G is the title track of um, their first EP. Um, and their EP did really well. Like, it went to number one on Music Bank after one week. Um, and this single stayed there for nine consecutive weeks, which held the record um, for most weeks um, until Gangnam, Gangnam Style in uh, 2012. So they yeah. held that record for quite a while. And the reason I'm not playing it is this is still their most mu- viewed music video. So as the rules of these types of episodes go... We have to watch it at the end. Okay. Um, so, but this song, we've I feel like we've brought it up a bunch of times because it's legendary. Yeah, we definitely brought it up in our choreography episode because this has like that point kind of point choreography that everyone can do. It like became sort of a trend dance. Yeah, and they set an actual fashion trend with their like colored skinny jeans mm-hmm. from this episode from this uh, music video I also read like in relating to our uh, commercial episode from a few weeks ago uh, this song alone helped the group generate 1.2 million dollars in like endorsement revenue from like yes well also because like on the topic of their skinny jeans um, the the they got an endorsement deal from a designer named Samantha Thavasa, um, who, and like they not only have an entire music video and like song that is a CF for her colored jeans, but she's the one who makes the colored jeans. Ah. So. It's yeah, like so a, everybody a paid won. partnership kind of th- kind of deal. Um, and in case the like gravitas is being missed because I like can't play the song right now till it's over. Like this is a like watershed. Is that the right term? Like this is a moment in mm-hmm. the girls' gender in their in their careers. Like yeah. this is their first hit. This is putting this them was on the map. The, this was the single that cemented them as like a there. Now they're here and everyone's going to pay attention to them. Yes. Um, yeah. It was the best selling single of 2009. It, it was a phenomenon. Uh, so in June, they followed that up with their second EP uh, and the track they promoted for that one was called tell me your wish parentheses genie. Mm-hmm.
I'm a genie for your dream. Uh, yes, I love that song. So that is where their fandom name comes from. Yes, and this was sort of the first song where they started to take on an image that wasn't so bubblegum. Mm-hmm. Um, they have like a little bit more of a techno beat. They're now wearing costumes that are like very military style plus just legs. Like yes. they're just this featuring is one of the legs and focusing. Thing. Like they're wearing like military jackets with big shoulders and teeny tiny shorts and heels. So your eyes are just like on the legs and the choreo is highlighting it too. Um, but um, yeah, this was a big, this song was a big deal. But I, I wrote down thoughts about the music video because I remember it being odd. First of all, the like the genie lamp that turns that around turns at the beginning, around in the beginning is I like the exact Aladdin lamp. Like Disney should have sued somebody over that. Like yeah, it's too close. It's identical. And then like as soon as it turns around, like one of them is sitting in it, and then like poof, all of them appear. And, and I really then like, is the weirdest funny. part. They do that thing that I'm only familiar with happening in like XO VCRs, where the girls pretend that the camera is oh, a boy, and they're like, yeah, they're come like here, holding his hand in different places, and so they go the, to like. Like karaoke rooms yeah. or whatever. So the music video is like half between these like sailors and their legs and then like girly because versions of them being like birthday cake. Because the sailor <laughs> version with leg is their true genie form. Oh, their form. true and genie form. And then the boy is making a wish like I wish that we could go on a karaoke date and then they go on a karaoke date with like cutesy SNSD versions. Mm-hmm. I, duh. Duh. You're right. <laughs> You're right. Um... In December of 2009, they did their first concert tour, Mm -hmm. sold out in three minutes. And as K-pop tours are wont to do, it lasted until October of the next year. Yeah, it was called Into the New World, and they visited um, Seoul, Shanghai, and Taipei. Yeah. Um, Then that brings us to 2010. Mm -hmm. Um, Another January release, which they did like quite a few times. Yeah, they do start the year off with Girls' Generation. Uh, So this was their second full album, and it is called... Oh, both the album and the title song are called Oh. Um, yeah, so O feels like another moment to me, like in their uh, uh, evolution of their concept or whatever, mm-hmm. because like in this, so in this music video, they have, they're wearing either wigs or their hair has just been like teased yeah. very large and they're wearing like sexy sports uniforms. And I just wrote like sexy dummies, like yeah. they're, they're suddenly like stupid sexy babies they're just like airheaded cheerleaders um yeah this i did write down though like curls with an exclamation point um because (laughs) girls generation they do have a tendency to use some like pretty bad wigs in their music videos Mm -hmm. which i don't understand why but i do believe that the curls they usually have in there they have really good perms like i will just say that i love when girls generation does a curly look not they don't put it on like everybody but it's it always looks good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so O was a, num- a number one, yes? Yes. O went to number one um, immediately. It was the best-selling digital single of 2010, and the album itself went to number one as well. Yeah. Um, but I guess I will just take this moment to say it now, because I don't know when else I'll say it. Uh, but just like a 
a criticism on Girls Generation, like from the future or like one that they kind of got always was that like, despite being so very popular or whatever, they were never really like about empower female empowerment. They were about being sexy dummies who like do. Definitely. That was like a, that was a criticism that they got a lot, especially at the beginning of their career. It was like all about how um, basically like terrible they were for feminism um, because so many of their lyrics kind and like the themes of their songs kind of have to do with like depending on a boy or a mm-hmm. love um, but as their career goes on many critics argue that they like eventually develop an image of like women owning their own sexuality sure. which I think you could definitely make an argument for that but yeah the beginning of their career was like Ugh. yeah so a little rough. to me O has specifically always felt that way and especially that there is like a, a twirl your hair around yeah. your finger move in the choreo which is like the international symbol for a dumb girl. Yeah, like Ditsy. Yeah. So, but then, here's another, like, ooh, we're going to try something, because mm-hmm. we're a group now. In March of 2010, they repack O, oh, and yeah. they're, the teasers are letting everybody know that this is dark Soshi, like, yeah. goth teen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, like, goth teen. Because isn't it at the end of the O video where, like, the at the very end, the, like, dummies are faced with, like, dark versions of themselves? Yeah. Um, and so then they came out with their repackage, which was called Run, Devil, Run. I love this song. It's so good. I really, really like this it. This is one of my one of my all-time favorites of theirs and has been forever. Uh, the song was originally written for and intended for Kesha, and she oh, did like record a demo of it, but then it was sold to SM. Um, I thought it had like kind of a Pussycat Dolls like, yeah. vibe to it for sure. I mean, they're wearing like either all black or all white. They're wearing heels. Um, and I love definitely... the sequin hood. There's like a sequin hoods mm-hmm. outfit that's really fun. Um, I also believe that many of their harsh bangs are not real. Like, uh, they are clip-in bangs. Okay. Because there is a very famous, hilarious video of Yuna at a fan sign, and she laughs too hard, and her bangs, like, <laughs> her fake bangs flip up. It's very funny. Um, but I just noticed when I watched the video yesterday how many of them have harsh bangs, yeah. and I was like, I wonder if most of those are fake. Maybe. Because you could just clip some yeah. bangs in, and it gives a vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has the like tough version, and I don't think that they most of them don't have bangs in O. Yeah, so they're probably fake bangs. Mm, probably. Um, <laughs> next time on Is This a Wig? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so continuing through 2010 in October on the 27th, 30p. Uh, yes, before this oh. happens, though, they make their Japanese debut. After okay, Run, yes. Devil Run comes out, they make their Japanese debut. I didn't take a lot of notes on, like, what they did in Japan. I refused to take notes. We yeah. don't we I don't just do marked, Japanese like, a couple. I just marked show. a couple things, like, oh, by the way, like, at this point in time, they released a new album. Whatever. They're huge in Japan. That's they all you need to know. They just made a Japanese debut. <laughs> right after Run, Devil Run. Okay. Then, in October 2010, yes, they come out with their um, next EP, their third EP, and the lead single off of this EP was called Hoot. 
Okay. This is one of my like favorite concepts ever. Yeah. It's like um, very mod and uh, sort of James Bondy. Yes. Like the whole music from Super Junior is literally being a James Bondy spy in the music video. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, But when they promoted it, it was like all like mod dresses and high boots. Yeah. And legs for days. Legs for days. And there's a really good archery move in Mm -hmm. the like like an archery thing with a kickball change when they say trouble, trouble that I just love it's just a real good yeah it's a good dance moment yeah the vocals in the song are like a little bit cutesy in the verses which I don't love but it's really catchy like overall I do really like this song but I will say that the music video is a good example of like the inexplicably bad wigs Mm. because some of the girls just have like really beautiful like teased like blown out voluminous mod hair yeah with like a good headband or like a little like high volume half ponytail and then some of them are are wearing the shittiest wigs. <laughs> Look at that blonde oh, one. Yeah. And no, it's sad. like, why? I don't yeah, understand. Yeah. Uh, this song debuted at number one. Yes, it did. Um, and yeah, anything else interesting and important to say about Hoot? Uh, let's see. I wrote it went to number one on Gone, number two on the Oricon chart. It was the third best-selling EP of the year. Um, and just a little note, I would say, to wrap up 2010, because this came out in October, is that at the Soul Music Awards um, in 2010, they one artist of the year. They actually won it the following year in 2011 as well, becoming the first girl group girl group to win two consecutive years. Wow. I also noticed, like, just randomly, I thought it was funny, and now I wanted to look it up, but I didn't have time. I also saw how many times they won a Korean Kids' Choice Award, and I was like, there's a Korean Kids' Choice Award. Oh, my God. How fun. And I wanted to look it up, but I didn't have time. Too much research. But too much stuff. They have too much note stuff. Note to sell for future. Find out about yeah. the Korean Kids' Choice Awards. Okay. 2011? Is that where we're at? Yes. We're at 2011. So the start of 2011 includes a lot of Japanese activity. Mm-hmm. They have they release Japanese singles plus a debut album, and they have an arena tour. Um, so they... Set a whole bunch of records. First album by a South Korean girl group to sell a million copies in Japan. Um, they become double platinum. Like, they they just, they're killing it in Japan. Then, October 2011, they're back in Korea. Yes. And the single in, or third album is mm-hmm. titled, the title track. That's how you use the yes. term. Third studio album. Title track. The boys. The boys, the boys, the boys, the boys. Had to start that one from the beginning. What an iconic intro. Um, yes. Okay. The boys. There's a lot to say about this. So single. much. This is a big, this is a huge moment in many ways. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, first, before we talk about what it means, I just want to talk about the music video for a moment. Sure. I wrote down, what is this exo bullshit with the roses at the beginning? Uh, exo bullshit, not only with the roses, but also with the like alien desert snowstorm where she like picks up like a rock. Yeah. And then like sees but each other in the rock. But isn't that also the same like sand desert that like... Um, 
ring ding dong take like yes. SM was and plagiarizing itself too much in this time period. I think it's at the end of this music video. I could be wrong, but definitely at the end of one girl's generation music video, they like appear like at the bottom of the screen, like all the members. And then it says girls generation at the top. And I swear to God, it is literally the exact same scene as in one of the EXO like mm-hmm. early music videos. Yes. Yes. That's one. That yeah. is some EXO bullshit right there. I mean, they're doing it first. Are, no, are they might not be actually. That's what I'm saying. I feel like this was like SM is copyright. SM was like just like copying themselves. themselves because they it was like and it has the same um, slow mo 360 cameras as like yeah. Lucifer. Like someone mm-hmm. at SM wanted to play with all the same toys for like every single group. Totally. This year. But this whole look like <laughs> yes. okay, so they have definitely like a harder like EDM vibe to the to the music of it and they have more eclectic looks. Like I feel like this is one of the first music videos where they're not wearing super super matching. Like for yes. the first time they're sort of like in their own personalities and so they're all wearing like they're all wearing tough things and like maybe it's all in the same color scheme and like maybe it all has a lot of leather to it or something but like each individual member has a slightly individual yes style. because every single thing before this whether or not it was the only costume or not everything had at least one uniform look where they mm-hmm. are all wearing the same outfit yes highly coordinated and from now outfits. on they don't do that anymore right this is the first piece of individuality. Of individuality. <laughs> but this album was also a very big deal because it was immediately released in the U.S. with an English version. Yes. This was their, they made their U.S. debut um, with Interscope Records on the David Letterman show. I have a clip of that for in a moment. Okay. Um, and they also promoted it on Live with Kelly. Um, but it ultimately flopped in the U.S. Like this oh, yeah. was a it's not huge good. success in in South Korea and like was the best by the highest selling album of 2011, the best of any girl group and second overall in the history of the gone chart. Um, but ultimate flop sold like 30,000 copies or something in America. Didn't do well. It also has the U S version has five horrible, unnecessary remixes on it. One of which has Snoop Dogg on it. Wow. Wow. I want to, I wonder if I'll take a I would like to yes. see if I can find the Pause. one moment where, because there's like a part where he's like, girls, generation. Like, I don't know. There's something about. Snoopy. <laughs> Did I just have a stroke? <laughs> <laughs> there's like a really terrible lyric in it very early that I want to try to find. First of all, most of y'all love to play, get involved, baby boo, congratulations, girls, girls, generation, innovating, shaking and baking, meat and basing, times are wasting, walk, walk, slow with it, I'ma, I'ma, I'ma get it, give it up, break it down. <laughs> See, Snoop Dogg spent 10 minutes on I'ma that. get it. Snoop Dogg spent 10 minutes on that. Baby boo, congratulations. Girls, girls, generation. generation. Yeah, okay. It's very bad. And it really screws up their Spotify results because SM has only put like their last three albums on Spotify. And so if you just put Girls Generation on shuffle, you'll hear the boys like 19 times because it just has remixes. And it's not good remixes. Okay, so that was the bummer about the U.S. debut is that like... There's just one song and then a bunch of very terrible remixes. Okay. But, but 
in October 20 in October 2011. That was when SM Town played at the Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. It was a very big deal. There's epic performances from everyone there. Um then in December 2011, they repacked the boys as Mr. Taxi. Yes. Which is one of their Japanese songs. And they re-released it in Korean. Yeah. And they also, after the boys came out, came out with their second Japanese album. Yes. So do you want to hear them? We should hear a moment of Mr. Taxi. Sure. I think it's important. <laughs> That's that's all that is. Um, it's very auto-tuned. It's very It loud. sounds like three other songs that I've heard before, and I do not like the taxi outfits that they're wearing. They're literally dressed like taxis. Yeah. Taxi drivers don't dress like taxis. Yeah. It's like a... It looks like one of like the, a slutty Halloween costume in a bag that's yeah. like taxi girl. Yep. Mm-hmm. It looks like it's made of plastic. And yeah, they all have like weird hair piles. Like the yeah. hair is like piled on their head in a weird way. Okay. So... Now, you mentioned this. I just want to play a clip because I think it's fun. Early 2012, February 1st and 2nd is when they did Live with Kelly. Howie Mandel was the guest host. He's very embarrassing. It's very embarrassing. Uh, then he went. they went on Letterman, and the guests were Regis and Bill Murray. Weird. And here's what it sounded like for them to be introduced on the main <laughs> show. Our next guests are a very popular group from South Korea who have just released their first album in America. It's entitled The Boys. Please welcome making their network television debut, Girls' Generation. Whoa. (laughs) That little whoa was Regis. Regis is. Whoa. (laughs) Yeah, the like real band is playing with them. That's pretty neat. So they do their best on Letterman on the tiny, tiny, <laughs> tiny stage that all of those uh, studios have. And then the old men are very impressed at the end. Regis really loves it. I'm glad we just got to see it because they went on live with Kelly first, but he had already yeah, left Yeah, he'd already that. left. So I'm glad that you know, <laughs> Regis got, got his it. time. Um, yeah. And then I have that the rest of 2012 was mostly spent on Japanese promotions. Again. Yeah. They came out with a lot of singles and a new album. Then. Then. December 21st, 2012, they release a single, just a single. It's called Dancing Queen. And if it sounds familiar, it's because it's a remake of a song called Mercy by British artist Duffy. Back to the colorful pants. Yes, that's part of the video. So this video is interesting. Like, yes, it's just like a remake song and it's fine. But it's like an instrumental remake. The lyrics yeah, yeah, have yeah. nothing to do with the original song. No. But the music video, it like starts out with them at a sleepover and one of them takes out an iPod and it like woo, scrolls back to 2008. So oh. they're supposed to be wearing their G pants like they went back in time. I see. I see. But then the end of this music video is this flashy teaser mm. for... January 1st, 2012, or no, January 1st, 2013, their fourth album, I Got a Boy. 
Let me put it down another way. Oh, sad to feed that one. That song so important to me. And important to K-pop in general. I I got a boy and the boys have been named by like multiple outlets, both Asian and Western, as being like iconic K-pop songs. Yeah, uh, this video won video of the year at the first mm-hmm. ever YouTube Awards beating Psy and Justin Bieber. So Yes, causing many people to be like, who the F are girls generation? Because like obviously like the Western world was like, who could possibly be Justin Bieber? Um but Yeah, so, because this music video is a lot. It's, or the song Mm -hmm. is a lot. It's all a lot. It's, like, three different songs mashed together. And, like, the music video is crazy brightly colored. I wrote that it looked like a magical comic book Target commercial slash urban graffiti pop art come to life. Yes. They're, like, they're all wearing, like, 30 different patterns. They're sort of, like, hip-hop-ish styled, like, drop drop crotch sideways hats, high top sneakers but like so many colors but then they go to the second location and it's less colors and it's more like camo and red and still a lot of colors and patterns though but then they do their favorite weird girls generation thing and they bust out the terrible wigs wigs and you only really have to see like three of them in the wigs they clearly shot all of them in the wigs but they didn't show too much of the wigs they're all wearing the same wig it is orange bright orange with like blunt bangs and it's very long and they're wearing like short shiny multicolored raincoats it's a really weird shift i love it in the music video but i love that music it's that video. shift the part that we played in that clip just now that hey yo stop let me put it down another way that is what got me into k-pop like that moment is what changed me in my soul and i was like what is this like i don't know it was transformative and it was very important. Also, this music video caused, like, quote-unquote controversy because Sonny's hat says, welcome motherfuckers on it. Does it? Yeah. Oh, that's really There's, funny. like, a star for one of the U's. Oh. But still, whatever. I love whatever. I love accidental cussing on K-pop stuff. It makes me laugh. Yeah, me too. Um, I really like the dancing in this song. I think, like, this is one of the first songs in a while that girls generation has put out at this point in their timeline where they're they're back in like flats and like easily danceable shoes they're not wearing like stilettos or pumps so they really break it down it was a big deal that they didn't wear their heels for this so Mm -hmm. that they could like really dance um uh rest of 2013 i see they did another tour another world tour yes so right after so after i got a boy came out um in march of that same year tay so debuted subunit and then they did a second japanese tour called girls and peace um and then they had also a first world tour which went from june 2013 to february 2014 they went to seven different asian countries and then came out with their third Japanese album so they were very busy very busy um in 2014 um in February mm-hmm. this fourth EP which the title track I love this song is Mr. Mister
Uh, this song is like a bummer in the way I can't think of a specific EXO song that's like this, but it's like the chorus is so good. Like what I just played mm-hmm. is so good, but the verses are nonsense and they like don't go with that song and they're just like they kind of wreck it. Yeah. I personally really like and would recommend watching the dance practice version of Ooh. that song. Um, the music video is like a weird retro, like scary hospital. Scary pink hospital. Yeah, where they're doing, they're, it seems like they're going to do like, boys. yeah, scary surgery on a boy. And then it cuts to them being in like a parking garage and dancing. The music video is weird, but the dance practice is fantastic it's in the same room that the um shiny everybody dance practice oh that's but they have so many fucking people because it's not (laughs) only the nine members but it's also backup dancers it's insane but the choreography is awesome great um okay now it's time for a moment a big moment that has nothing to do with music but has a lot to do with the future of the group as Mm -hmm. it goes so on september 30th 2014 it was announced that jessica had been removed from Girls' Generation. Yes. Well, first she announced her dismissal and then SM confirmed it. And they claimed that it was for scheduling conflicts, which I found a little bit odd only because right before, like, so right after Mr. Mr. came out, Mr. Mr. came out in February and then they started a third Japanese concert tour in April. And then in September... She leaves and the tour like continues to go on without her. So I find it interesting that like in the middle of a tour, suddenly they have scheduling conflicts because it's like SM, aren't you the one that's responsible for doing all their scheduling? Well, that's the thing. So uh, in January of that year, like this is this part is hearsay. Some of this is hearsay. Some of this is factual. So in January... It's said that, like, by sources close to whatever, that Jessica is telling everybody that she wants to get married to her boyfriend, Tyler Kwan. Um, And she also wants to go to school. And it's just, like, basically out in the wind that, like, Jessica is very ready to move on and is, like, making her after Girls' Generation plans. Mm. And SM tells her, can you just stay till till the end of the year and we're going to do our final, like, a final album. But... In August, Jessica launched a fashion line, like, completely separate from everyone, which isn't against her contract to do Mm -hmm. so, but she just, like, went ahead and started a fashion line in China with her rich boyfriend, um, and that's what she did. So, uh... I, maybe it seemed like her priorities had changed or whatever. Yeah. But according or to maybe, Jessica and everyone, it was like the whole group decided that she needed to go. Yeah. It seems like she was making plans outside of the group and was creating scheduling conflicts mm-hmm. for herself. Like she was scheduling things for herself as like a solo, you know, or like as a non group member. Right. And then those things ended up conflicting with her group duties and she was choosing to do the solo, the individual activities sure. instead. Yes. But is from, what it appears. Yes. But from Jessica's perspective, like everybody was cool with all of her plans and cool with her boyfriend and cool with her fashion mm-hmm. line. And then she was blindsided by the eight people she loved the most. And she couldn't believe that this happened to her. Um, and that's kind of where it's been left. It's not like anybody has since been like, here's the truth. Like, that's that's yeah. what it was. And it doesn't seem like any of the members keep in touch with her. Um, so, yeah, she just, she left. She left and, and she's that. doing her thing. She's doing mm-hmm. her fashion line. She put out solo music. Like, yeah. 
And the group continued, like, they finished the tour um, with eight people through December 2014, and then... Next year, 2015, ready to come back as just eight. Yes, and their first uh, single, which was just a single, uh, as them as an eight-member group, is called Catch Me If You Can. So, Catch Me If You Can is, as you can hear, like a very, like, EDM-y, like, electronic yeah. song. And the music mm-hmm. video takes place, like, on a construction set. I've always, like, loved. I love that. I wish I could pull off the outfits in this video. They're wearing, like, yeah. big cargo pants and, like, tool belts and, like, little ripped white t-shirts mm-hmm. and gloves. And they're just dancing in a, like, construction zone. Yeah, like, sexy construction workers. Um, but this song, this was their first single as only eight members. And in comparison to a lot of their other stuff, like, didn't do that well. It only reached number 19 on the Gone chart. Um, but it was just a single. It didn't come yeah. with an album. And fun fact, uh, there is a Jessica version of this music video out in the wind. Like, Oh, um, a version that has her in it. Yes. So they did mm. at some point film this entire music video uh, with Jessica. And then I guess they had to redo, redo it. Redo it. Uh, they don't look different. Like, No, they they're look, identical. It, yeah. So Shot for shot. Yeah. It's pretty nuts. It's just like haircuts are slightly different. Yeah. And there's no Jessica. It's weird. Um, so that was Catch Me If You Can. Um, August 2015, mm-hmm. fifth album. Yes. The album was called Lionheart. Yes. And they released three singles from this album. So, three singles. Yes. This was their fifth studio album, and they released three singles from it. The first one they released was called Party. This song is, like, it's just very simple. It's very bouncy. Um, I feel like this music video had to have been in made in partnership with, like, Thai tourism or yeah, something. Yeah, because they go on, like, a fancy Thai airplane. Yeah, they go on and... a fancy Thai airplane. It was definitely shot on location. The whole thing takes place on, like, a beautiful beach. And I just wrote that there's beautiful hair, beautiful mermaids in white and denim and bikinis. That's interesting because I wrote boobies and questionable hair colors. Oh, I like all the hair colors. I don't. Some of them I don't. I like, like. them all. I don't like them all. But... I like them all. But I remember when this video came out being very shocked by it because a thing that I had learned in my, like, few years of K-pop at the time was that, like, when people actually go to the pool, they wear, like, full... Lots of clothes. Full clothing. And so, like, I had never seen a girl group in bikini tops before. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my. Yeah. They're allowed to do this? Yeah. And they're, like, all heavily featured in their bikinis, um, especially... Several Sylvia. bikinis. Yeah, several cute different ones. Different ones. Very <laughs> cute ones. Um... But yeah. yeah, that was party. Went to number one. Good. The second single off of this album was called Lionheart, which is also the name of the album.
Okay. <laughs> I have so much to say about this There's one. a lot to unpack about Lionheart. Take uh, it away. Um. So first of all, in the music video, there is a, like, the, the typical, like, one boy who is dating the whole member, like, the whole group. Mm-hmm. But this boy is wearing a giant stuffed, like, lion mask. So yeah. it's like a stuffed animal that's alive. It's yep. very odd. Also, it seems to be like they wanted to go for some kind of specific vintage, but they couldn't figure out what. They couldn't decide which one because they do a lot of like really cheese. The choreography to this dance is so fucking weird. I literally wrote weird AF like <laughs> as I was watching this because I watched both the music video and then a stage and, like, some of the choreography has, like, super 60s, like, those swimming moves, yeah. like, in the, like, a very, like, mod style. But they're style. wearing flapper outfits. But then, yes, one of, the out- one of the outfits in the music video is this, like, beautiful silver flapper dress. And that's what they wear on one mm-hmm. of their stages. And they do just, like, we've talked about this song in our choreography episode because, like, the key point move of this song is, like, them jumping into like a super wide legged squat and like rocking their hips back and forth as they like side to side as they like move their hands up their bodies it's so weird it looks so weird and it almost looks a little bit obscene when they do it in the flapper dresses because the like flat they it like hangs cut, like, it a hangs like a loin like a loincloth in between their legs and like you see their legs up to like their hip joints yeah it's very weird also, it's the music video weird. is a long commercial for the Sum Cafe. Yeah. Um, and at the end, you find out that the Lion Man was cheating on all, like, is cheating on all of them because they're all trying to meet him at the train station at the same time. So then they just, like, beat him up. And the music video has a minute and a half intro of all of them, like, hitting the lion with flowers and, like, oh, you Lion Man. But I thought a Lionheart is, like, a good kind. I thought that, too, because I think Lionheart and I think Lion the Witch in the Wardrobe. Oh, I like, think of the Care Bear. Oh, sure. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, I just think, like, a Lionheart is someone who is, like, brave and, and st- like, steadfast and, like, pure-hearted. Right. You know what I mean? So, it's, I don't know. So, tell me why. I don't uh, know. Tell me why, indeed. Everything about this is fucking weird. Okay. So, the last single that was released off the Lionheart album was called You Think. So I love this song, but no one agrees. I fucking love this song. I wrote harnesses. Oh my. I didn't know people were doing <laughs> harnesses four years ago. Girls Generation was the first. All yes. those crazy sex harnesses that everybody's wearing nowadays. This was they did th- it they first. They did it first. Um it's so different from Lionheart. It's it like makes your head spin. It's, it's crazy, crazy that they're on the same album. Yeah. And yeah, like to say that nobody else liked it, like this was their worst performing single. It, like ever since, since G it only got to 30 mm-hmm. and like it's a girl's generation song yeah like but no one liked it except me I also, I also know through it. tangential I know who wrote this song like through tangential connections like one of my producers friends, oh, really? friends wrote this song That's and really it got funny. bought by SM um but 
Yeah. Um, well, that single may not have done very well, yes. but the fifth studio album, Lionheart, in general, did go to number one on the Gone chart. Like, as a Girls' Generation album, it was highly successful. Um, and it preceded their um, fourth concert tour, which made Girls' Generation the first South Korean girl group to ever have that many concert tours. Wow. Yeah. Um, after that concert tour, Taeyeon solo uh, debuted as a solo artist um, in October 2015. And between her solo debut, the album from TTS, and the Girls' Generation group uh, album itself, they became the most successful girl group of 2015. Wow. Um, I don't have anything but an SM station written down for 2016. Did they do anything else? Yes. Two okay. things happened. One, uh, in May of 2016, Tiffany debuted as a solo artist. Okay, yes. And two, August 2016 was their ninth anniversary, and they released a single called Sailing 0805. Okay, that's what I have. It's I have it listed as an SM station. Um, and I didn't pull a clip because it is a ballady fan song, and yeah, it sounds exactly like you're picturing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just <laughs> like a, oh, we love our fans. It was just a single. It didn't come with an album. They didn't promote it. It was almost like they didn't even bother to celebrate their ninth anniversary. No. <laughs> so let's go to 10 and make that one yes. worth it. Uh, so, uh, Well, right before their 10th oh. anniversary, I would say the last solo debut, which was uh, Sohyun. She came out with her solo album, which Shannon and I love very much, in January of 2017. Oh, that was January? I thought it was December 2016, like in my mind, but January. I wrote it down right. as January. That sounds right. Um, so anyway, so that came out. And then in August of 2017, it was their 10th anniversary. So they released their sixth studio album, which was called Holiday Night. Yes, and there were two uh, releases from that. Which one would you like to speak of and listen to first? Let's do Holiday. Okay. Holiday. I'm still bitter that we never did this one in class. I know this one would have been so fun. I loved everything about this comeback. I love the song. I love the outfits. I love the music video sets. I love the choreography. I love it. There's a Muppet bartender in the music video, which is funny. Yes. There's fantastic hair colors in it. Like, Sunny is really cute, like, pink hair. Yeah. Um, who is it that's in the elevators in that Hyoyeon? Hyoyeon. She has, like, like, really cool mermaid pastel colored hair. Um, they all look beautiful. Soyoung, Soyoung looks so incredible in that little, her little outfit. She has these, like, gorgeous high-waisted red bell bottoms and, like, a little white tied top. Oh, she looks amazing. Yes, this. And yes. her haircut is but perfect. Her haircut's so beautiful. Oh, my God, yes. Okay, so, and then the second single that also came out, mm -hmm. the mu this is uh, this is a clip from the clean version of the music video, but they did a long version of the music video that's intercut yeah. with them, like, talking about what it yes. means to have it's been a It's called the documentary There we version. go. Okay, but, but it, it gave me pause because I wrote down, like, clean version, where's the dirty version? No, there no. isn't one. It's just called documentary version. Check it, let it go. 
I loved this one too. Me too. It's just like sweet and they seem to be like having so much fun. And there's also one set piece where they are wearing like blue fringy cowgirl dresses. Get out of town. They're so good. I wrote gorgeous disco queens in fringe and sequins because this music video from beginning to end, I want all of the outfits. I especially want the Tiffany like lingerie with the fur. Yes. Love it. But they're just like laying around the club together and it's yeah, they're just like dancing and having fun. And like, I think both of these, I think honestly, I kind of felt like when this came out, I was, I I feel like their 10th anniversary didn't come with enough. No fanfare. Like the, this was a relatively quiet comeback in the sense that they promoted, I think on like two music shows and that was it. They had a really short promotion and I just felt like, I don't know if it was like that the fans didn't like turn. I don't want to say that they like didn't turn out and like support this well, but they didn't turn out because the out, the like songs went to 32 and 12 respectively. Well, the album went to number one on the billboard world charts and to number two on the gone charts. It surpassed the boys as Girls Generation's fastest selling Korean album. Um, but, but the they, singles, the like, singles didn't do themselves well didn't like... do well. They didn't win any music shows. And I personally felt like this they came and went with like very little aplomb. And, yeah. I, and I was really I wanted like full tributes from all of the current girl groups. I wanted people to like yeah. give them extra flowers on their last like, music. Like Shiny's 10th like, anniversary, they came out with a three album set. And like Girls Generation's 10th anniversary, they they did very little. It felt buried and like, I don't. I feel like SM failed them in mm-hmm. in in making a significant deal about their fifth, their 10th anniversary. Yes. Because even if all of the girls were very busy, and I know they were because they're all like, you know, doing their they're all shit superstars right now. And they do but a lot SM, of individual stuff. SM could have tried a little harder to make a bigger deal out of it because just a few months later in October, contracts expired and mm-hmm. Tiffany, Young, and Soyeon are not members of, or do not belong to SM Entertainment anymore. Everybody right. else renewed contracts. So technically these three members, they chose not to re, they chose not to renew their contracts, meaning that they left SM, but Girls' Generation did not officially disband. As, no, no, no. They have stated that Group activities with all eight members are still in future discussions. And the five members who did renew their contracts, they came out as a subunit. So they released a song in August of 2018 called Lil Touch under the name OGG. And so these five members, like, they are not touting themselves as being Girls' Generation. They are even still saying, like, no, we're just a subunit. We're Mm -hmm. missing three of our members. And so I I do appreciate that, um, that that they chose to promote, like, not as a... They chose to promote as a subunit. I think that was nice. Yeah. Um, plus, I love Lil Touch. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it has Sunny, Taeyeon, Yuna, Yuri, and Hyoyeon. I'm trying to find, because I thought it'd be like a nice little button on this, since we just said, like, uh, they technically are broken up. Now I can't find, what is... No, they're technically not they're broken technic- up. They're technically not broken up. They're, well, you know what I mean. Oh, shit. Well, now that I can't find it, it, like, won't matter. It starts with a number. That's why it wasn't coming. Okay. But this more, just this very morning, as we are recording this, uh, my heart 
leaped. Sonny posted this on her Instagram, this picture of her and Tiffany, and the caption is like, whenever I'm with you, I feel 19 again. So, like, they're all still, like, bestest pals. Um, at least the eight of them are. Yeah, uh, the eight of them. Like, uh, the eight. The eight. The uh, eight of them. So, yeah, we can have high hopes that someday they will do something again. Yeah. Um, but and I know, like, I... I didn't really know anything about Girls' Generation when their, like, 10th anniversary comeback came out. I was very into that comeback, and I feel that was, like, sort of the only comeback of Girls' Generation that I've been, like, super aware of and also was a fan of. But whatever they choose to—I was really into OGG, Little Touch. I loved it. So, like, I'm here and ready to, like, fully support whatever Whatever they they do do in the future because they're icons and they're legends. And we should support them. Yes. And so as our last act of support for this episode, instead of playing our random game, we were going to watch Girls' Generation's most popular music video. Um, I had hoped it was going to be I Got a Boy just because, like, it would feel so full circle for me. But it's G, which is okay because it because has a baby Mino in, in it. it. Okay. <laughs> All right. You ready, girl? Yes. Okay. Here comes Girls' Generation. G with 225 million views from nine years ago. So they start out in their mannequins in a store window, all of the ladies. And, and Mino is picking <laughs> them up. Pre-debut Mino. And putting them around. In a vestie and a stupid hat. A little vest, a little fedora. Oh, quitting time. <laughs> Better leave now the that store. Now that mannequins. my 20 mannequins are placed carefully in front of the store. That's too many mannequins for a store window. Listen, boy. My first love story. They are all, like, quite a few bad fedoras happening yeah. in this. It was so the they time, all come though. to life. And basically this music video is either taking place in the store where they're like having fun. And Mino's like, the employee of the month. There's a poster of him on the wall, and they're all swooning over it. And then they also, they're in a box video where they're like dancing with neon colored shorts, like so brightly colored. I like the little pink over, like the overalls mm. that Soyoung has on. Our, I think yeah. Taeyeon has some too. But they wear those like yellow, green, and pink shorts on the stages, and underneath the stage lights, they are blinding. Oh no. And they're just wearing like plain gray t shirts, yeah. like regular old girls. Mm-hmm. I can totally see why this was so huge. Because they, like, don't look like unattainable celebrities. They look like cute girls in cute jeans that you can buy, too. It definitely looked, yeah, they definitely, this is, of course, the music video with all their skinny jeans. But they, all of the outfits in this, it's like, you would see any of these girls at the mall. Baby, baby, baby. Oh, don't put that sequin cowboy. No! Also, one of them is wearing like a what is that like like Those navy little navy hat, hats. The little like sailor hat that also looks like an in and out person's hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know I mean? Those little like yeah, Taeyeon has one on too. Those yeah. little hats. Those little like Taeyeon's braces also Are hashtag she relatable. Braces? They're clear, but oh. she for sure has braces. Oh, she wearing Invisalign in this. <laughs> 
I was gonna say that earlier as like a way to identify Taeyeon, but I was like, maybe that's just you that every time you see her, like she has bra like braces. Uh, well, now I'm gonna keep an eye okay, out Okay, Pantene it. commercial part where they're all like sleepy and white and mm. laying in a pile. Ah, oh. With the prettiest But all their hair is hair. the exact same color. Almost. Pretty much, yeah. Slight shades of red. It's Yuri who has the hat on. I have face blindness, but I know that much. <laughs> G, 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 G. Yeah. Uh-oh, ladies. Keep an eye on the time. Oh, uh-oh. Tiffany didn't hold her pose good. Uh-oh, something's wrong. They're in the wrong place. Or maybe they don't want to no. be there. They want Mino to know they were moving around or the store. they just had to get in one last chorus. <gasps> oh, they just Oh, no, peaced. they leave. They just left. Yeah, yeah, they leave. And Mino comes in and is like, where are all my mannequins at? Oh, my God, he's so... Look at that mullet. That's a ah, mullet. That is Hashtag mullet watch 2019. There's one. <gasps> it just I ends with his beautiful it. face. Yeah. No, oh, no, it ends with them. But for a moment, it looked like it was going to end with him. That yeah, it did. pretty funny. I love the feature of um, of his his poster, his employee of the month poster that's covered in kisses. Because <laughs> <laughs> the mannequins are, and he was like, what? What? Um, yeah, so that's a nice, I think, like a good comprehensive primer of like the music and the legend of Girls' Generation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you have a recommendation for this week or uh, anything? I, like that? I mentioned my recommendation oh, earlier, right. but it is the dance practice version of Mr. Mister. Um, mine is a little odd, but it's like a song I've had on my phone for a really long time. And I know I said, like, no Japanese stuff, but I'm going to recommend one. Uh, one of their Japanese singles was called Galaxy Supernova. Um, and for some reason, it's it must have been really new when I first got into K-pop or something. Like, I don't know why I would have otherwise found it unless it was like a new Girls' Generation thing that was out. But anyway, it's just like a very standard Girls' Generation song, but I like it. And it has special warm memories from long ago. So Galaxy Supernova is my recommendation. All right. Good choice. Um, but that's that. And if you would like to get in contact with us, yes. amakpoppod at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. But if you want to otherwise talk to us, we're on Twitter and Instagram at amakpoppod, um, amakpoppod.tumblr.com for links. And ask me about K-pop the podcast on YouTube. Yeah, that's all the places and all the things. So uh, thanks for listening as always. Bye-bye. Bye. Chongyun, -bye. Bye. you're inspiration. 